first <laughs> first we take over their live stream. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we win over their fans. <laughs> and then the fans will demand that we're on the podcast. Apparently they already like me enough to write <laughs> fix for me. That's so great. It's wild. It's so good. It's insane. <laughs> Your legacy. Uh, Your legacy is Cedric Diggory's ghost. Diggy. Diggy. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do. I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted. He said, sorry. But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure. You're not a wizard, you're miraculous. Simply the best. Up to the test when things go wrong. Miraculous, the luckiest. Okay, 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 okay. The power of love always <laughs> so strong. Miraculous. Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. And it's our one year anniversary. That's wild. Yeah, we've been doing this for like a year. We've done this podcast for a year. Yeah. Cool. Celebration over. Our podcast allowed to be that old? Look, I know I when I said that, I knew that it was a nonsense question, but the look on your face is, is worth it. But yeah, this isn't really a particularly anniversary episode. Does it have to be? Well, we talked about it. I Happy don't know. anniversary we made, to our podcast. Like, we made such a big deal out of April Fools, <laughs> and we did a particular thing for our, our own actual anniversary. To celebrate our podcast's one year anniversary, we're going to continue doing our podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so what are we sorting today, Alex? Uh, we are sorting Miraculous Ladybug. It's actually Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Okay, okay, fine, nerd. It's like one of my favorite shows. It is like your favorite show. If, here's the thing, it's not a good show. <laughs> if, it would be a guilty pleasure if I felt guilty about it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You I'm don't... much. You don't have guilty pleasures. Well, no, because why would I feel guilty about it? It's a silly thing that I enjoy. Yeah. But, like, I'm... so fucking what? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> Do you have Just... guilty pleasures? I don't know. Probably. Do you feel guilty about anime? Sometimes. It depends on the anime. Jojo? Yeah. You should. Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, often referred to as Miraculous or Miraculous Ladybug, which is not right because it's because they're a team... They're equal partners. I know. Miraculous is a story about two teenage idiots who are superheroes. But that's, I mean, I guess that's fine and that's whatever. But the important point is they're in love with each other, but they don't know it. So you've got two kids. You've got the girl who's in love with the boy as normal teenagers. And the boy who's in love with the girl as superheroes. They don't know each other's identities. It's called the love square. It's great. It's so silly. That is, yeah, no, that is the good part of the show, yeah. is that concept of, like, they are very much in love with each other, but, but they because don't of know secret it. identities, they are unaware that it's them that they're in love with. Because the superhero stuff is kind of generic. There's some fun stuff to it, but it's yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. there are a million superhero things. That's what makes it interesting. That's, I say, that's its unique selling point. Yes. That's why you would watch this show over something else. Yes. The and rest of it is garbage. We're going to sort the characters. Yeah. Because that's what we do here on Sorted. That's what our show is. Did you know that? I did. Tell me about Marinette. Marinette Dupen Chang is wonderful. Mm -hmm. She's very, very good. <laughs> Can I... Oh, 
up. You're... <laughs> I don't... You... I don't think you've ever said this out loud, uh, but, like, the way you respond to Marinette is very much the way I respond to... Mob? Yes. A, a variety of characters who I refer to as my children. Sure, yeah. Um, in particular, Mob... Uh, yes. Shigeo is is my son yes. who I love and adore, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a few others. Yes, is is Ladybug your daughter? Marinette and Adrian are both my babies. They're, yeah, they're, I mean, like if you're in this fandom, you pretty much they are your babies, and you like accept the fact that they're both idiots and you love them anyway. Yeah, because they are both such idiots. I mean, she's so clever. Yeah, but so dumb. Who is Marinette? She's very very good. Sometimes the show tries to act like she's not good, but actually she's good and the show is wrong. She's done nothing wrong in her life, and I love her. Uh, no, she's done many things wrong. <laughs> it's just the show doesn't say when, like, the show will say she's done things wrong, but it's the, that's when she's in the right. When she is actively, obviously in the wrong, it's just a silly joke. Like she does stalk him, but it's played for laughs. Mm. She has a calendar for an entire year with every single scheduled event in his life on it. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. She loves him. Uh-huh. Marinette, she's 14-ish, it depends on the translation and the episode as they feel like it. Marinette is a high school student, asterisk. They're in France. This show is incredibly French. Like, the, the first shot of the opening theme song is the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Most episodes feature the Eiffel Tower. It's set in Paris. Very, it's very produced French. produced in France. Yes. Marinette is an absurd child. She has in the past been incredibly self-conscious being a secret superhero has given her a lot more confidence in herself and having new friends around her, you know, Alia, Adrian, Tiki, all of whom have showed up at the same time and have drastically changed her life. Marinette is everything. <laughs> she works incredibly hard yes. on so many things. She like, wants to be a fashion she designer. Does, yeah, and she does a lot of it for fun. She's won fashion competitions and had her work displayed in Parisian fashion festivals by actual designers. She's also very good at video games. She's very yeah. good at art. She's good at baking. She ends up getting voted as class representative during the school year that's shown during the show. She has stepped up more against like the class bully and just really come into her own. She's a complete moron. <laughs> like she's so clever. Like she's very creative. Yes, as and, part yeah. like as part of the solution. Like her pa- superpowers involve creation and your creativity, she'll get given a random object and have to like look around to find things and just come up with a solution to use it in order to save the day, which she always does. And they're often absurdly over the top. Yeah. Like Rube Goldberg machines. Sometimes they're as simple as... Shine a mirror on the laser and it bounces back. But she couldn't just do that. She had to throw the mirror to Cat Noir, who then hit it with a stick like a baseball and it flew in the way of the laser at the precise moment. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Marinette is... Kind of a dummy, but she's she. It's yeah. it's mostly in regards to, to the secret identities thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's generally an idiot for the sake of the concept of the show carrying on. I mean, she she can be a little bit awkward and a little bit incredibly awkward, especially um, with Adrian. Yeah, but she when she is in the presence of Adrian, she kind of falls apart. Yeah. Sometimes she's getting over that and developing and moving on, and sometimes they just revert that because. Because the show doesn't have any growth or character change over Yeah. That. It pretends it does, but it does not. As far as traits that like link Marinette to a house, Marinette, ridiculously brave. Yes. Not really like headstrong or charging in. 
No. But absolutely incredibly courageous. Like, she, she is terrified so much of the time, and she still races in anyway. Yeah, she's very brave, and she fights for the safety of others. She's also very creative. Stupidly she, creative. Like, it's part of her superpowers. Yeah, she's very clever. Yep. Fashion design, art of various kinds. Yes, 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 yes. But also, she's extremely hardworking. Stupidly hardworking. She does so many things. She, like, exhausts herself constantly working on billions of things for she's everyone stu- in yeah, her life. Yeah, she does all of the things. Um, so very ambitious. She wants yeah. to be a fashion designer. She will work for it. Yeah. She, she, she's got a bit of all of the houses. She've, she's cunning. She will sneak around and do what needs to be done, mm-hmm. like to protect her identity, to save the day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's not a very good liar, but... Mm. <laughs> no. It's fine. <laughs> she's the main character of the show. Like I, point, I said earlier that like Ladybug and Cat Noir, they're teammates, and that's true in World. But the show is, like, from her perspective, it is about her. And so we get so much more development on her than any other character. And she just is just... She's just a, f- a full-fleshed-out actual person. Yeah. She doesn't change over time or anything. But no. she is a fleshed-out <laughs> yeah. person. She's got all of those aspects. Yeah. So when it comes to her Hogwarts house... Uh-huh. I guess it would come down to... What does she value? Yeah, I suppose so. Because she could she could go anywhere. She, she could, could she easily could fit go anywhere. anywhere. What is important to her? I want to say she's a Gryffindor. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Um, she very much values like that, helping people, saving people, doing the right thing, standing up for others. Mm-hmm. Um, even outside of her role as Ladybug, she is constantly like, I'm trying not to make this sound Hufflepuff because it's gonna sound very Hufflepuff. It sounds pretty Hufflepuff. Um, <laughs> it's but it's like a different kind of like she stands up to Chloe. Yes. Which is not something very many people do. No. And she's doing it because it's the right thing to do, which sounds very Hufflepuff, but she's also doing it because no one else is. True. Though, to be fair, a lot of the time she's doing it because she wants to impress Adrian. Which also sounds kind of Gryffindor. That doesn't that doesn't take away from sure. the argument, I don't think. But it does also sound very Hufflepuff, working to defend people. She's very loyal to her friends. She very honest. Works very Hufflepuff. Like she values honesty. God damn it! Yeah. As soon as you said that, she hates liars so much. Like one of her main antagonists is an antagonist to her because they're constantly lying about everything. It's established very early on in the episode Copycat that like she disliked the the villain from that episode just because. He was lying about who he was. Yeah. She said, Cat Noir may be many things, but he's never lied to me. You know, he'll lie to everyone else, and he does occasionally lie to her, so don't worry about it. <laughs> she absolutely values honesty, probably above most other things. Yeah. Kindness and patience and that sort of thing as well, obviously. Sure. But, yeah. She's got a lot of every other house, but I think you've got to say Hufflepuff. Like, yeah. Those are the things that matter to her. Yeah. Such a Gryffindor vibe. Sure. I know we say. I know you like. You like to say like that Gryffindor and Slytherin are two sides of the same coin. Gryffindor and Hufflepuff are adjacent. They're so yeah. close together. They overlap. They're, they're very so very much. similar. Like if you had, you could do like a, as like a, a wheel, and you have Gryffindor go around to Hufflepuff, or is it a spectrum? It might be a spectrum. Is it a spectrum that goes like Hufflepuff on one end and Ravenclaw on the other end? Maybe. But to revolutionize sorting, Marinette is Hufflepuff. Consider Marinette is a Hufflepuff. But her ladybug persona, I knew you were going, I knew you were going to disagree with me as I was saying it. I can see the look on your face. Finish your point. Her, her ladybug persona is more Gryffindor-esque. So, a common concept within this fandom is that Ladybug and Cat Noir are quite different to Marinette and They, and they do put on a persona. 
But that's just it. A lot, a lot of it is they're just putting it on for the show of it. Yeah. So when she's a hero, she's acting she more Gryffindory acts, because she's yes, being a hero. That, and that's fine. That doesn't mean that she's a Gryffindor. No. But that's I, I think that's where the vibes are coming from. I suppose. Is what I'm trying to explain. Let's move on. Okay. Who's up next? Adriana Grist. Adriana Grist. The good, good sunshine boy. Who's also Cat Noir. Yeah. The nighttime cat. Tell me about Adrian. Adrian Agrest. He's a good, good sunshine boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's my son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I think I I think I'm I'm more protective of Adrian than I am of Marinette. Sure. He's a good boy. He's such a boy. He's a very good boy. He He's a rich boy. Yes. He lives in a big fancy mansion. He's been homeschooled his whole life because his dad is super overprotective. His mom he is he thinks his mom is dead. She might be dead. It's she kind might of be unclear. dead. She might be in a coma. Ugh. She's in the weird butterfly chamber. It's fine. Um. <laughs> he basically snuck out of the house to go to school and stuff happens and then he's eventually allowed to go to school. He goes to school now. It's the first time he's going to school. He's making friends. He's the kindest boy in the world and he could have so easily been not because he's raised by a terrible father and his, his only- best friend growing up was... <laughs> The school bully. His only friend as a child was... Chloe. Chloe. We'll get to Chloe. But um, he's a good boy. He's a very smart boy. Yeah. He plays... Um, is he? He's good at school. He, yes. He's book smart. He's book smart and he's intelligent. Like, he speaks multiple languages. He, he plays has, piano. Yeah, his dad he's puts a him fashion in, model. His dad puts him in ridiculous extracurriculars, including modeling for his fashion company. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's he speaks he's, Chinese. He's a famous fashion model. Yeah. Which is also a thing. Yeah, it comes up every now and then as well. (laughs) One time, he was also the voice actor for for Cat Noir in a movie about Ladybug and Cat Noir. Which is great. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He is a complete fucking moron. Yes. I love him, but he's so dumb. We've had this conversation before. Adrian Agreste is a himbo. (laughs) He's very, very himbo. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Tweeted us if you want us to explain that, I guess. Because it doesn't seem... He's, he's generally a smart boy, so it doesn't seem like it makes sense. No. But I promise you he's a himbo. Cat Noir highlights how himbo he is. Yes. He's able to hide it more as Adrian. Yeah. Um, Ugh, he's so dumb. I love him. He, he loves terrible puns. Yeah. He hates stinky cheese. <laughs> he's allergic to pigeons. He's allergic to pigeons. Adrian likes showers. <laughs> no. <laughs> What? It's a model thing. <laughs> he doesn't actually. That's just an excuse to transform. But it's believable. So I, presumably I guess. he also just likes showers. No, but <laughs> that was the first time in his life that Nino had been around Adrian and also a shower. That's a personality trait though, right? Like showers. <laughs> also, also, also. So we learned that their superhero outfits are based on like how they subconsciously want to present themselves as heroes, essentially. Uh-huh. A fashion designer and a fashion model who spends his entire life around world-renowned fashion designers have the worst costumes of anyone. Uh, hold on. I'm a I'm I'm 14 years old, but still somehow like an accredited fashion designer. Hold on, let me come up with a rad superhero costume. Oops, it's just a skin-tight suit. Wait, which one are you talking about? Yes. Okay. They're uh, both but, just skin-tight suits. Ah, uh, but to be fair, Ladybug has. Dots. Mm-hmm. I actually like Cat Noirs. Yeah, his it's, is more popular. It's it's less terrible. I like the belt and then like the like the shoulder pads and like the bell is very good. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's fun. Adrian wanted a bell. He wanted to have a cat bell around his he neck. He wanted to be cute. 
He's a cute kitty. So he values looking pretty. He's which a... is good because he's a fucking supermodel. He's a pretty boy. A pretty kitty. What house is he in? Hufflepuff? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, see, here again, you can make the argument for Gryffindor again, I think. Yeah. He's definitely the more headstrong one who throws himself into things. Sure. He often throws himself in front of danger to protect Ladybug. Yeah. He's, you know, book smart, but he doesn't care about it. No. Not particularly ambitious or kind. No. He's very kindness driven. Yeah. Like, he, he wants to help people. He, yeah. He, he's largely motivated by love, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that that's the kind of thing that he values. I think he values kindness and being forgiving. He gives, like, Lila... True. Second chances and Chloe. all of the time. Yeah, and Chloe. Like, he's constantly rooting for people and, and encouraging them to grow and be better. Yes. He's very forgiving, but he would he's also... very patient with, with Marinette. True. But consider, okay, if we're talking about the things he values, mm-hmm. I think a sign of, like, what shows you valuing something is that you find it attractive in another. Okay. Yeah? What attracts him to Ladybug? The Ladybug persona that she projects. Mm. But you identified as being Gryffindor. Yeah. He values those Gryffindor traits. Sure. Like, he says he loves her when he, she stands up in front of the whole city, despite them constantly putting her down and saying, we will be here for you. We will defend you. We will fight for you. That's when he falls in love with her. I yeah. think Gryffindor. Okay. Okay. I I can see that. Boom! Done. Let's move on. <laughs> who Let's is go. next? Up next is Tiki. Tiki, who I sometimes fucking hate. <laughs> Especially in season one. Yeah. So Tiki is Marinette's Kwame. A Kwame is a magical being that represents ideas of the universe or some bullshit. She's what yeah. gives Marinette her power. She, she lives in her earrings. So she ha- she is the embodiment of creation in the universe. The idea is like, and like her counterpart is the embodiment of destruction, the yin and yang. So the idea is, as long as creation has been a concept in the universe, she has existed. And she makes things exist. It's a kind of implied that she's like p- responsible for the creation of the universe. Along is with Cyclad. I don't think so. I think she's the force of creation. Okay. Rather than like using creation like she doesn't actively use it herself so much. Or she's learnt to over time. Sure. Through engagement with others. But also, she's a ladybird. Or a ladybug. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Sure, she's not li- she doesn't literally look like one, but like she she's lives a in the round head and uh, weird little feet. At what point did she take on that form? Like, at one point later on, her counterpart, Plague, who is a black cat version, is stated directly to have killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? A cat. Cats killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> a single... <laughs> what... <laughs> what would win? The greatest, like, most powerful predators of all time? Or one cheesy boy? <laughs> Obviously the cheesy boy. Apparently the cheesy boy. Unstoppable. Unstoppable cheese cat. Um, maybe. But Tiki. Maybe it's not that he's shaped like a cat. It's that Tiki created cats to look like Plague. They're never, who knows? They're never going to actually explain this <laughs> No, it's properly. nothing. It's nonsense. It's garbage. So, T- so yeah, Tiki lives in Marinette's earrings, which are like how she transforms as well and can talk to Marinette and blah, 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 blah. Magic powers, bullshit. She loves sweets. Yeah, she got she sweet is, tooth. Like, when Marinette uses her powers, she, like, Tiki will then run out of fuel and need sweets in order to refuel so Marinette can use her powers again. As for her, what she's actually like, she s- tries to support Marinette for the most part. A lot of the time, especially in season one, Tiki's a fucking bitch! <laughs> she... <laughs> this is 
assuming you are in a place where you can stop and do a Google search, I need you to pull up an image <laughs> of Tiki from Ladybug. T-I-K-K-I. T- yeah. Uh, T-I-K-K-I from Ladybug. I need you to look at her. Look how fucking adorable she is. She is the cutest being in the world. And I hate her! And that makes this so much more funny. <laughs> During a lot of season one. She has the cutest voice. Can I fucking do this anecdote? Fine. Stop talking about how cute she is. So she's I can so say, cute. Stop saying she's cute when I'm trying to say she's a bitch. <laughs> she can be both. Fine. She's cute. Here's why she's a bitch. <laughs> because during all of season one, whenever Marinette tries to do anything, Tiki will just give her shit for it. A time in particular that I'm thinking of, one of their castmates gets left out of the school picture. But Marinette wants to ha- try and help solve this problem so she's going to delete the picture of their class on the photographer's camera in order to, for them to have to take another picture to do this she's going to like sneak into the principal's office where the camera's being stored during lunch and tiki like gives her so much shit for it and she's saying no you get caught blah, 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 it's terrible be a good person it's like no she's trying to do the right thing she's trying to help out a friend like she is doing the right thing here Everyone, the responsible adults were doing the wrong thing. And Tiki is worried about Marinette getting caught. Tiki can phase through walls. Yeah. She like, could have Tiki, gone and, just go do it just yourself. Just go and do it yourself. It'll take you three seconds and then it'll be over. Fucking... But no, Tiki would rather give Marinette shit for trying to be a good person. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I agree with you that she's... She gets a lot better as awful. time goes on. Yeah. And I think, I don't think it's like she's intended to be portrayed that way. I think it's just the writers failing to have her be like that mental figure they want her to be. Yeah, tries, but she's wrong. <laughs> However, she and Marinette love each other very much. They're blah, 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 as friends. And she's adorable. Yeah. I think she's a Gryffindor. She does love food. Like, we've got to point that out. She does love food. So do all the Kwamis, though. Yes. <laughs> Kwamis love food. Kwamis love food. Kwamis love food. Hey, if I was a Kwami, what would my food Yours would be enchiladas. You would be the enchilada Kwame. <laughs> Just an entire enchilada every time? Yeah. That's so much prep work. Like. Yeah. You're a really needy Kwame. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's your favorite food? You Burritos. Ca- you kind of like... You kind of like switch around favorites. Uh, I do. Though. Yeah. Like, you used to be like obsessed with prawn crackers. Oh yeah. Now I don't really like them. No, you got over those. And then like millionaire bites. Wait. What are you talking about? I'd be peach rings. Oh, you're right. You would be peach rings or chocolate. Maltesers. (laughs) That's kind of generic. Yeah. Peach rings. Peach rings. Peach rings. Uh, If I I were a Kwame and I needed to refuel, I would need an entire burrito every time. Okay, what would our Kwame powers be? Like, our Kwame ideals. You've got, like, the Kwame of creation, destruction, illusion, protection. I'm the Kwame of naps. I give you the power to make people sleepy. I'm the Kwame of, hmm. I was going to say humor, but I think that might be the monkey Kwame. I feel like that might be what it's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what are the fundamental forces of the universe? Uh, the Kwame of... Goofs. Good times. How how do you phrase uh, overanalyzing and nitpicking TV shows? <laughs> analysis? The Kwame of analysis? I think that's just an internet user. Uh, you're the Kwame of the internet. Anyway. <laughs> Tiki loves Marinette. She's Tiki's a cutesy. Gryffindor. Sure, fine. She's very headstrong and stubborn and is like, Marinette, you gotta do the right thing. Do and, the thing! And she refuses to listen to Marinette or look at the situation in any way other than the way that she is looking at it. Sure. Yeah, I'm happy with Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Up next is Plag. 
Plague is a Hufflepuff, though. Well. Plague cares more about food than anyone else. I hear you. I hear you. I hear, No, not Adrian. I know. He loves Adrian. He, well, he doesn't love first. But, so Plague is Adrian's Kwame. He's a black cat because he's unlucky and Tiki's lucky because she's a ladybird and they're lucky, apparently. Yeah. He's a black cat Kwame who loves stinky cheese, especially camembert. He's a little shit. <laughs> when he first appears to Adrian, he zooms around the room and just starts trying to eat everything in sight. Which He's I a get, hungry boy. I get sounds very Hufflepuff, because everyone knows food is Hufflepuff. House hot take, food is Hufflepuff. Yeah. But. He's also kind of lazy. He's a crafty motherfucker. Huh? He will come up with excuses. Yeah, he's lazy. He'll try to come up with excuses to get out of doing anything. But are, are you saying this is more of like a creative lazy kind of thing? Where oh no, like, I think he's Slytherin. That, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like he's lazy to the point where he... Oh yeah. He will put in so much work to get out of having to do anything. Yeah. Or there's one time when he tried, decided he needed to sneak away from Adrian, even though he could have just told Adrian, whatever. Uh-huh. And he disguises him, like he just puts a fake sock in Adrian's bed to pretend it's him. Did Kwame sleep? Unclear. But then Adrian's just like, Plague, who turned you into a sock? Because Adrian's so dumb. So dumb. Uh, Plague can also sometimes <sighs> just, just be dumb. Just a hot blonde himbo. Yeah. Uh, Plague can also sometimes be dumb. For yes. example, he accidentally killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, he owned up to that one. Yeah. Like, the t- the t- Leaning Tower of Pisa, he, apolo- he like made an excuse for, and Atlantis, like, whatever. <laughs> The dinosaurs he recognizes he went too far. Sure, 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 sure. I may have blown up Atlantis, uh, but it's no biggie. The dinosaurs I do regret, though. So you think Plague Slytherin? I think so. That That is an interesting case for uh, Tiki and Plague being opposites. Mm-hmm. Gryffindor and Slytherin. Uh-huh. I could see that. Yeah. Who's next? <laughs> Up next is Alia. Alia? despite the show making her a garbage person, is my favorite character. Occasionally get garbage. And also, that's a matter of perspective. Like, there's been a lot of discussion about this. Mm. So, Alia is Marinette's best friend. Yes. Uh, she was the new girl in school at the start of the year, along with side Adrian. She wants to be a reporter. She yeah. runs. She um, loves superheroes. Blog. Yeah, she, she loves superheroes. So, she, she started runs... following Ladybug, and got, so she gets, like, all the news about Ladybug, essentially. She and runs the Lady Blog, and. Initially, she wanted to try and uncover Ladybug's ide- identity and, like, stop doing that to, like, protect her identity, which also coincidentally happened after she herself became a superhero and was given a secret identity that she had to protect. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Alex and I are talking about, like, particularly, like, the beginning of season three, yeah? Yeah. And, like, that, that the first episode of season three is garbage and it's bad, but, like, there are issues with what goes on there with Arya, but, you like, from her perspective, it's not all it seems to be like sometimes the show it makes her personality into whatever they need at the moment sometimes that doesn't necessarily fit yeah she will often who alia is because she... alia will stand by her friend no matter what yeah she does a stupid amount of stuff for her friend she loves her friend alia is so good also alia knows everything the show refuses to admit this <laughs> but i know in my heart that Alia knows everything. She should. She should, because she's the only smart one. She recognized that Cat Noir and Adrian look just like each other, and... She knows. She should know. She knew that she looked at, at Nino as Carapace and was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. Well, no, she, it wasn't because she looked at him. It's because he, ca- he called Ladybug Dude. <laughs> right, 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 right. But still, still, she was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. She could do yeah. the same thing. Marinette yeah. is her best friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If anyone knows, Alia knows. But she's just such a good friend that she's not going to tell anyone. Sure, sure, sure. I love Alia. 
I think Alia's a Ravenclaw. She's 100% a Ravenclaw. She is all about finding the truth. Like, she values, like, working as a reporter and getting knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. Yes, she cares about being a friend, but, like, she wants the truth. Yeah. And she wants to find the truth the intellectual way. Yes. She wants to, yeah. She wants to learn about the stuff. Yeah. 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 She's cool and I like her. Yeah. (laughs) Next up is her boyfriend. Nino! Nino! Nino Lahif is a good, good boy. I also love Nino. Like, here's the thing. Okay, Marinette, Adrian... Alia, sure, they're all they're all good and fine. They're and nice. good. They're good. Nino is pure and perfect. Nino has done nothing wrong. Nino could do nothing wrong if he tried. No, no, he's no. Too he's too good. He's so good. So the dub gives him like a surfer Californian. Yeah, he's dude like, voice. what's up, dude? Dude, dude, dude. I'm he a sound- DJ. He sounds like a Ninja Turtle, which is convenient because he gets given the <laughs> turtle powers. He is a ninja turtle. He's a ninja turtle. He's a he's DJ Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yes, but he calls himself Carapace as his super secret super identity. Uh-huh. Sure. Fine. Nino is one of the first people to become a villain in the show. The villain like mind controls people and gives them powers based on their personality, essentially. But like he should have been given DJ powers. But because he should have been given DJ but powers. But because it was the beginning of the show and they hadn't developed things yet. And also probably because they had a villain concept in mind, he was given bubble powers because he happened to have a tube of bubbles at the time. Wasn't he DJing in that episode? Yes. <laughs> so he happened to be holding a tube of bubbles at the time, which was never seen again. No. And then, so he gets bubble powers, and he uses that to capture all the adults so that they could, the kids can have fun. And then he goes and DJs a party. Maybe, maybe bubbles used to be his thing, and then after he got akumatized, he was like, "Oh, I can't blow bubbles anymore." So I write a fic on Ao3, how miraculous should have ended, yes. where I go fix. through every episode and yeah. fix them and like say what should have happened, and I put that scene in there. He just yeah. throws out the bubbles and is like, "You know what? I don't want these anymore." Good. Yeah. Good. They could explain it if they want to, but they don't want to. Yeah, the show refuses to. I have a take for Nino. Go for it. I think Nino's a Ravenclaw. Okay. Yes, he's a good friend and he's a good boy and etc. etc. And he fucking loves his girlfriend so much. He does. He and loves his best her friend. so much. He loves so much. Uh anyway, I think he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Because uh, he's very smart. Mm-hmm. I think he values that. Go ahead. I don't think he's super When you say he's smart, prove it. Because he's also a little bit himbo-y. A little. He reads math books for fun. He does. I was wondering if you are going to bring that up. Yeah. We see it only in the background one time in one random episode when they're at the ho- doing work experience at the hotel. Nino's working the front desk on his own and he's just sat there reading a maths book for fun. <laughs> also, I think not necessarily he is the most intelligent, mm-hmm. but I, I do think he is smart. I'm not hugely fond of the fact that we're putting the two characters with glasses into Ravenclaw. Okay, but look, he you said this earlier people value the traits that they find attractive in others uh-huh. and he freaking loves Alia uh-huh. who is a Ravenclaw uh-huh. who is very smart and Ravenclaw sure. driven sure, 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 and sure. I, th- I think that he values that as well yeah fine I just don't like it because we're just putting all the fucking nerds into Raven. we're just putting the glasses ones it's nerds okay but he's not like a nerd he's a he's a cool surfer dude boy DJ DJ turtle yeah Yo, 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 DJ Turtle in the house. What's up? It's me, DJ. It's your boy, DJ Turtle. In a world also, where they have to, they, it doesn't matter if they have secret identities anymore, he's totally DJs as DJ Turtle. Well, that's the thing. I was going to say, his secret identity is like, oh, I need a turtle-based secret identity. You know, the one who's based on a ladybird just said ladybug. The one who's based on a black cat just said cat noir. I'm carapace. That's like a Ravenclaw move. <laughs> Who says stuff like that? Uh, fucking nerds is what. Yeah. 
It's a ha- big old nerd. How's hot take? You know, as a fucking nerd. <laughs> House hot take means whatever I want it to mean at any moment. Yeah, Nino is a secret nerd. He's not even a secret nerd. He's bad at secret. Yeah, but he's not like an obvious nerd. But he is a he's a big nerd. Nino is a Ravenclaw, unlike Chloe. Chloe. Chloe Bourgeois. <laughs> a Slytherin. Well, yes. <laughs> Chloe is the school bully. She's bullied Marinette like since they were kids. So the main villain like turns other people into villains by preying on their negative emotions. During season one, the vast majority of villains were caused because Chloe was a dick to them. Because Chloe sucks so bad. She She tries to be better. They give her like five redemption arcs where she decides to try and be better. But because of the bullshit timeline of the show not existing, it it never really sticks. Also, she has a tragic backstory where her mother left her as a child, but also her mum's still around. And she's had everything she's ever wanted her entire life. Like, her mum just goes and works in New York, but is generally present. Her parents aren't super loving, they just spoil her. Her mother doesn't care. Her dad does love her. He's just a bad dad. Yeah. He He doesn't know the right way to parent. Yeah. He just thinks he he thinks he can just buy her love. That, yeah, that that's what I mean. Like she's she's overly spoiled and she just doesn't really know how to be a person. Yeah. <laughs> and then she keeps them going back on her redemption arcs. She doesn't care. But she's gonna change for Ladybug because she loves Ladybug. Yeah, and she, she she's she's the first person and so to date the only person in the show to resist the villain targeted like the main villain targeting her purely because she supports Ladybug so much. And then she just says, actually, I'm going to team up with you without you even brainwashing me. It's fucking wild. I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> uh, she eventually gets her own superhero persona. Queen Bee. Uh, which is unfortunate that she gets the coolest... Th- <sighs> Bug. Yeah. But I also, love bees. But also, I, the bee deserves better than Chloe. Let Sesame Street this. B is for bitch. Oh my god. Well, it is. It's the yeah. whole the high school thing, queen bitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, they set it up very neatly. Yeah. She's hardcore Slytherin trash. She lies about everything. She doesn't even know she's doing it. She, she just wants her own way. She does everything for herself. She manipulates other people. Chloe's a Slytherin. Chloe's a Slytherin. Next up. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, that could just be the title. Oh, I, can't, oh. I can't do it. Hawkmoth is the main villain of the show. He also has a miraculous, which we don't learn until the flashback to the beginning, because the beginning of the show is at the end of the first season. It's fine. It's a great creative decision. Mm. It was pretty good. It wasn't that bad. It's, it's fine. Um, it's one of the better things. Yeah. He has magic butterfly powers. <laughs> ah! I'm going to turn you evil with the power of butterflies. Evil butterflies! Hawkmoth. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking bonkers. Everything about him is nonsense. I love him so much. Side note, he, he's also Gabriel Agresti's Adrian's dad. Yeah. Major plot twist, it's, it's fine. No big deal. Everyone saw it coming. It was super obvious. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, Alex has a side blog dedicated to him. I haven't updated it in a very long time. But you have a side blog dedicated to it. I do have a side blog that's just Hawkmoth shit posts, basically. Because he's shit. He's so dumb and ridiculous. He's uh, so many. He's so overly dramatic for no one's benefit but his own. Adrian gets his love of puns from his father. (laughs) Although when he's Gabriel Agrest, he's just this completely boring stoic bitch. Yeah, he's got like no personality. He's so fucking basic, which is wild because he's a fashion designer. Right? He's so... 
Gabriel is so boring and Hawkmoth is so over the top nonsense. I have to assume that Gabriel is deliberately downplaying like, down that. toned himself down to try and like yeah. distance himself from Hawkmoth. You're probably right. Because Hawkmoth is a drama queen. Yes. 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 <laughs> he farms his own butterflies. <laughs> because he needs butterflies? Yeah. Why aren't they just magic butterflies? I don't know. He took one with him when he went on a train to England. He just, he took, why, he took one with him! I urgently need to make a villain! <laughs> oh, but he does, before the train leaves even. Before he even gets out of Paris, he's like, Oh shit, I need to make a villain right now! And so because he's he like, has a problem. I'm going to transform in the train bathroom! And then his fucking son knocks on the door to transform into the superhero, and he's just like, uh, Occupied! And... By villain! <laughs> I want to, like love to hate him essentially and the show kind of feels like it's building up to a redemption arc mm. but also he's incredibly abusive and manipulative towards his son he's the worst yeah he's a bad dad i, I like yeah he's yeah yeah he's a garbage person yeah 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 but Hawthorne <laughs> is so much fun he's I'm such a right? campy over the right? top stupid bullshit villain it's ah! it's absurd and it's hilarious <laughs> like they beat a mermaid villain once and he's just like <laughs> For the sake of Poseidon! Like, oh, and he just, he's constantly, like, he comes up with these superhero names, and you know that he worked really hard on them. Yeah. And, uh, they're so bad. Yeah. He's thinking about the concept of Hawkmoth and all of the work that he must put in to the nonsense bullshit that he does is hilarious. Whenever one of his plans fails and they need a, he needs a pick-me-up, he just, like, uses his powers on the local pigeon fanatic who turns into a supervillain called Mr. Pigeon who can control pigeons. He's constantly upset because people are being mean to pigeons and he's been turned into Mr. Pigeon 27 times. I love Mr. Pigeon too. Fucking Hawkmoth. Hawkmoth's a Slytherin, right? Yeah. Like he's all about manipulating people and yeah, whatever. Yeah, using people for his own gain and etc. I think there's definitely an argument for Ravenclaw. Sure, 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 sure. Like he is creative in his fashion designing <laughs> and his <laughs> pun work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think maybe if if he weren't the bad guy, mm. I think maybe say Hawkmoth were working with the heroes, I think he would have more of a Ravenclaw. Like, but, if, if it were a different show, Yeah, if it, were, if it were a better written show. Like, if the show were better written, then, like, after a few seasons, he would basically, like, a, a new big bad would arise and he would join up with the heroes. Yeah! But here's the thing. House Hot Take, I'm bored of just say, saying they're evil and they're super evil Slytherin. Yeah, no, yeah, that is that is super boring. It's more that the the way he's evil is manipulative and and I get that, that stuff. And that's what he does. I don't think I don't think he likes that. I don't think he wants to be that way. No, I feel like he feels it's necessary. Yeah, I think he's misguided. Yeah, but I think he think I think he has tried to logically think through the situation. Sure. And based on his powers, like he's identified his powers that work by manipulating emotions, and then he's concluded, therefore, I must manipulate emotions. Sure. And I think he's logically approached that like a Ravenclaw. Okay. His end goal is revive not dead wife. Yeah. Um, and to do that, he feels like he needs Ladybug and Cat Noir's miraculous. Because when you combine those, you get super wish power or whatever. You can grant a wish, with bar, but there'll be a dangerous consequence. Uh, yes, yeah, something. It's kind of a bullshit reason to say, why don't they just wish the villain away? 
Yeah. So yeah, he thinks that that's the only way to revive his wife. I I like I like Gabriel as a Ravenclaw. I like it too. Is the I thing. like that better. Yeah, it feel it. I think it feel like it's got a better feel to it. Yeah, I yeah. A lot of a lot of the methods he's taking are very Slytherin, but yeah. I think you're right. I think it came to this conclusion after a lot of thought. Cool. I'm gonna call for my lucky charm. Oh, it's lightning! It's the lightning <laughs> round. Lucky oh no, the lightning is destroying everything like a cataclysm world. Ah. Yep, yay. Miraculous. <laughs> Alright. Up first is Master Fu. Master Fu was a raven. Why? He knows everything. He's that wise old mentor type from China. <laughs> and he's 186. Yeah. And he's so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, but like, he definitely values yeah. intelligence. The show positions him as their wise mentor, but he's just pretty much wrong about everything. Yeah, he's dumb. Mm. How about Waze? Waze? Waze is, Ma- is Master Fu's Kwame, and also Nino's Kwame. Nino borrows him and something. And he's a turtle, and he's a like sidekick assistant guy, and probably also Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. Nuru. Nuru is Hawkmoth's Kwame. Nuru's probably a Hufflepuff. Sure. Nuru just, just wants just love. Wants to be good. Yeah. How about Natalie? Natalie's a fucking fucking weirdo. She's Gabriel's assistant slash Adrian's <laughs> maternal figure because she basically raised him. Sort she, of. She gets lumped into the Hawkmoth is fucking wild and crazy. Yeah. And this is hilarious she, to me. Sort of boat. Like she's also. It's just wild. She and, ends up getting her own villain powers and trying to help him because she's in love with him, but wants him to get his wife back. Right? Like, that's wild! Natalie, what the fuck? I don't know what house that is. Uh, Hufflepuff? Sure. I feel like Hufflepuff. Fine. Yeah, it's why she's very hardworking. Yeah. How about the gorilla? Ooh, the gorilla is Hufflepuff. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Who is he? Uh, the gorilla is Adrian's bodyguard and his real dad. Yeah. I mean, not biologically, but like... No, he actually loves and cares for Adrian. Yeah. One time he was like really fucking pissed and was about to get turned into a supervillain, but then just the sight of Adrian was enough to calm him down. And it's precious and adorable, and he's great. Yeah. Uh, how about Tom? Tom is Marinette's father. He's a baker. He's fucking huge, and he's so full of love. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. And he bakes food. Yeah, he does. And Sabine. Sabine is Marinette's mom. She. So earlier I said that Alia knows everything. Sabine also knows everything. I think Sabine knows her daughter is Ladybug. The show will not agree with me, but just in my heart, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabine is a Ravenclaw. Sure. How about Miss Bustier? Miss Bustier is the class's teacher, or their main teacher. The show sometimes tries to make out like she's this perfect, wonderful teacher that's so, so great, and like all the kids buy birthday presents for her and stuff. No, she fucking sucks. I'm actually a fucking teacher. And she is so bad. She's such a horrible person. She just, just treats them so badly constantly. And th- we need to give you your own podcast where you like where you look at teachers in media and critique them. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> um, I feel like from the way the show positions Miss Bustier, I think it wants her to be Hufflepuff. She doesn't really fit anywhere else, I guess. Yeah. How about Miss Mendeleev? Miss Mendeleev is a Ravenclaw. She's their science teacher. She's science. And then the one episode that really focuses on her, she's kind of Mr. Crocker. Yeah. Wants to find out about the truth. Fairy Godparents! And the Kwamis! Yeah. 
How about Mr. Damocles? Mr. Damocles is the head teacher of the school, but more importantly, he's a big fucking nerd. Yeah, he yeah. loves superheroes and he's so excited by it. He loves comics and he wants to be a superhero. He wants to help. He's an idiot. He's so dumb and he's yeah. really bad at his job, but he's very well-meaning. He's a awful buff. Sure. How about <sighs> Mayor Bourgeois? Mayor Bourgeois is the mayor of Paris. What? Spoiler alert. Uh, the mayor is the mayor? Yeah. Well, I mean, he could be the mayor of anywhere, but he's the mayor of Paris. He couldn't be the mayor of anywhere. Because the show's set in Paris. Everything is Paris. <laughs> loves his daughter. He loves his daughter, but he's otherwise a dick. Uh, I think he's a Slytherin. Yeah. Like you said earlier, he tries to buy his daughter's love. Yeah. Rather than... Yeah. Um, how about Audrey? Uh, Audrey is Chloe's mother, and Chloe learned it by watching you! <laughs> uh, she is the biggest bitch in the world, and she loves it. She wants to be. Mm. She cares about nothing and no one. She's running in the bad way. Yeah. How about Butler Jean? This is Chloe's butler. Yes. Someone who actually tries to help her be better. Yeah, yeah. he tries to, like, mendle her and teach her. She doesn't respect him at all. She intentionally gets his name wrong constantly. Every time she addresses him, it's a different name. Jean-Claude, Jean-Marc, Jean-Paul. Yeah. Constantly different. It's always Jean. And yeah. So he's just called Butler Jean. Yeah. I feel so bad for this man. I hope yeah. he gets paid as much as he deserves. I was going to say, he definitely gets paid. I'm going to say he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. How about Roger Cup? Roger Cup cares about justice and the law. He is absurdly keen on the idea of being a good police officer and serving his superiors. I put Roger Cop. I just yeah. realized I put Roger Cop. Yeah, you put Roger Cop on the list rather than... <laughs> Officer Roger. Yeah. When he gets turned into a villain, he's a parody of Robocop. Yeah. Called Roger Cop, because he's Roger and he's a cop. So I've just put Roger Cop on the list. I mean, that's him. him up. That's who he is. Yeah. And I know I say, like, he cares about justice and everything, and that's very helpful, Puff, but I think he does it in a Gryffindor way. He's brave. Yeah. He'll go into the fray. He wants to fight for justice. How about Nadia Shamak? Don't be mute. Be mused. It's just the news. That's what she says. That's what she says. Nadia Shamak is a news reporter who sometimes has baronet baby for her. Yeah. Gryffindor? Okay. I feel like she's always like she. I feel like she works really hard to be on top of things, sure. and she'll like run into like she's like on the scene sure, sure. for a lot of crazy shenanigans. How about Manon? Manon is Nadia's daughter who Marinette sometimes babysits and who like feels like she has a bigger presence in the show she, than she does. But she's only in like four episodes. Yeah, it's weird. But like one of those is like one of the first episodes. I guess that's it. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, she's like five. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a brat. She wants the toys and she wants things her way. Me, 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 my, my, mine. But she's five. Yeah. Well, that's we don't the thing. know. This you don't you don't sort kids that young. Yeah, I was gonna say like thinking about it, I feel like she might be one of the youngest humans we've ever sorted. Yeah. Which is weird. I think all five year olds are Slytherins. <laughs> that's a house hot take. <laughs> that's a house hot. That day. is a house hot take. Have you ever met a five year old? They don't care about other people. Did you just ask me if I've met a five-year-old? I'm asking, like, the audience at large. Okay. You. I know you've met a five-year-old. You work in a school. Yeah, and they're fucking precious. They can be. Yeah, they're adorable. They can also be manipulative little shits. Yeah, if they're smart enough to be manipulative. Many mm-hmm. of them aren't. Sure. But also, they don't really care about anyone but themselves. I guess Manon's manipulative. Fine, she's Slytherin. Fine. Yeah. I think I think toddlers in general are Slytherin. How about Alec, the TV show host? Oh, Alec. Uh, he's a Slytherin. Yeah, he's a, he sucks. And he constantly, like, berates people. Yeah. Anything no- for the ratings. Knowing full well that there's a supervillain who targets people when their emotions are vulnerable. Yeah. 
What an asshole. Yeah. But, you know, makes for good TV or whatever. How about Jagged Stone? Not an asshole. Jagged Stone is rock and roll. He is, like, the show's resident celebrity, essentially. He's... Jagged Stone so easily could be an asshole. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. And, like, they... When he's introduced, he kind of is an asshole at first. Yeah. Like he, he, com- he comes off as... He's very like prima that. donna diva. Like, he, he wants things to be very precise in his way. But if you... Like, once you've got him the thing he wants, he's very delightful. He's very chill. He's, he's like, a very nice guy. He has absurd, precious wants. But, like, Marinette makes him a pair of Eiffel Tower sunglasses. And now he's her uncle. Yeah. Like... Just, he's like, so proud of her like yeah. anytime they interact he's like oh have you met Marinette yeah. she's so talented she made me these glasses she designed my album cover I'm gonna go and bake at her house just to hang out he has a crocodile called Fang that he loves very very much Fang is and, a Hufflepuff <laughs> like Jagged is a Hufflepuff yeah I love him Penny Penny Rawlings is his assistant yeah uh she's Ravenclaw yeah I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about we're we're gonna get into the the other students, the other kids now. Yeah. How about Kagami? Yeah. So these are some of the bi- big, bigger characters. Kagami, although she didn't show up until season two, Kagami is a fancy student. She's like one of Adrian's friends, I guess, sort of now. She's but essentially her role in the show is she's rival love interest. Like she has a crush on Adrian and makes it known. She's very precise. She wants everything to go right and exactly. The way it needs to go perfectly every time. Blah, blah, blah. Ravenclaw? Yeah, she's Ravenclaw. 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 <sighs> I don't want to talk about this one, so your job. Luca. Fucking Luca. JD hates Luca. He sucks! His personality is I play an instrument. His personality is anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. He's not actively malicious no. in any way. He's not actively anything. He's, <laughs> He's nothing. <laughs> He's the um, counterpart to Kagami. Kagami. He's Marinette's alternate love interest. And, oh, he's, he's like, so cool. He's a little bit older and he's <sighs> got like cool blue hair. And he plays and he guitar. Plays guitar. He's, <laughs> he's a cool dude. He's nothing. He's an idea. His supervillain power, he gets turned into a supervillain called Silencer to take away the sound because he can't say anything of value or merit. <laughs> he's a Hufflepuff. <sighs> Fine. Because he's not much, you he, know, he's not The absence anything. of anything else, yeah. fine. Yeah, he's a Hufflepuff. Fine. He's very chill, like he exudes chill vibes. Uh, tell me about Sabrina. Sabrina is Peter Pettigrew. Okay. Kind of. Can you explain, she, please? She's, she's the, so she's Chloe's hench girl, basically. She's Chloe's only real friend. She's mm-hmm. in love with Chloe. That yeah. is borderline canon. There is one moment... Where they're reunited and it pl- plays a romantic track, a track that is used to signify a romantic interest. Sabrina is hench girl. She, she's Slytherin because let's face it, Peter Pettigrew was a Slytherin. Yeah. And the only reason he was Gryffindor is because that's what the lot wanted. Yeah. Even though it doesn't make any actual sense when you think about it. Yeah. Sabrina's a Slytherin. Rose. Rose. <laughs> Is very sweet and good. Rose is a Hufflepuff. Yeah, she's the girly girl. She likes pink. She likes... She's the pink one. Yeah. She has a tiny voice. I love unicorns! Okay, that's why that's so funny. Yeah. Because the rest of the time... She's the lead singer in their rock band. The rest of the time she's got this like very high-pitched, kind of small voice. Rose is a Hufflepuff. How about Julica? Julica is her goth girlfriend. Yeah. They're very, very, very gay. Even though... Well, no. Rose is bi or pan. Because she also had an attraction to another... To a guy... Early yeah. on. But they're so in love. Despite the fact that they'll just be like, we're like sisters. No, sisters don't do that together. That would be weird. <laughs> uh, she's very goth. She's very shy. 
Um, very quiet, not outspoken at all. And I want to go Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah, Ravenclaw Definitely vibes. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw vibes. Milen. Milen is good. <laughs> so much of their class is just good. They're just mm. a bunch of good kids. It's except for Chloe. Um, Milen is a Gryffindor. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Because, like, she's super scared, but then she, she faces, her fears. faces her fears, and mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. Ivan's her boyfriend, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of. Ivan! Yeah. He's a big old big boy. He's very, very big. He's a little bit intimidating. Yeah, but he's a softie at heart. He's a sweetheart. He's a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Kim. Kim is a sports boy. Yep. He swims. He plays football. Does he do all the sports? Pretty much. He okay. runs. Yeah. He's the sports boy. Yep. He like early on he had a race against Alex on her roller skates while he was running. Right. Yeah. Uh he's a Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big dumb fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. How about Max? Max is Kim's best friend. He's the geek. He's the nerd. He likes video games. He builds a robot. He has that, a robot friend. A robot with full functioning AI. He's obviously Ravenclaw. Yeah. Alex. She's kind of like the tomboy. Yeah. Like. Yep punk girl kind yep. of thing and um, then she has a time traveling umbrella later which is very cool it's weird it's it's weird but she's very cool alex is a gryffindor sure tell me about nathaniel nathaniel is an art boy he does comics he gets turned into eve illustrator <laughs> it's a very cool villain power though oh yeah he can draw things and they come real he likes to do comics uh he's ravenclaw he's creative yeah um, Lila. Lila's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I cannot stand her. No. Um, and this might be because I am Marinette in a lot of ways, <laughs> and Marinette also cannot fucking stand her. She's, ugh, drives me fucking yeah. insane. She says she knows celebrities that, like, movies are written about her, all sorts <sighs> of bullshit. My dad works at Nintendo. <laughs> She's introduced towards the end of the first season and then doesn't become a regular character really until the end of the second season. And she's kind of introduced, like, as Chloe is supposed to be beginning her redemption arc. She's as, like, supposed the, to replace Chloe. Yeah, as, in, as the day-to-day villain in Marinette's life. Yeah. Though she also, she also does willingly work with Hawkmoth and she was the yeah. first person to do that. And that's why it's so fucking weird. And then they're just, ah, Chloe. Chloe can work with Hawkmoth. She wants to. Mm. Mm. Lila's right there. Yeah. Being... The worst. Being that role in the plot. She's a Slytherin. Yeah. She lies for the fun. Uh, okay, let's let's wrap this up on someone who's not the worst. No, uh, the most important character in the show. Mm-hmm. Tell me about August. August is a baby. August is a baby. And we, we literally a baby. He's in a pram. A year old, maybe. Something like that. He gets turned into a supervillain by accident the first time. Uh, th- this, was the, this was the one that was meant to be for Adrian's bodyguard, but he saw Adrian. So instead it goes for this small baby that was nearby, because the baby wants a lollipop. The baby was upset, so the baby becomes a supervillain. And the baby turns into Gigan Titan! The baby becomes a giant it's baby. It's just a giant baby who like plays with actual cars like they're toy cars. But also, the, his mother is the worst mother of the world, apparently, because <laughs> she keeps on letting her child get like so upset that he gets turned into a supervillain. Well, that's how babies are. Right, but why is it just this one baby? It's no other baby. Hawkmoth took a liking to him. Why would he like the baby? I the don't baby know. calls him Hawkmoo. <laughs> no. Because Hawkmoth is stupid. No, not Hawkmoo. Hawkmoth is a dad. <laughs> He's got like dad genes deep inside of him, and I think maybe it's like a an instinctive like, oh, I like this baby. This is my evil baby. My face hurts from how much <laughs> you're making me pull a weird expression right now. <laughs> 
August. Here's the thing. August is a baby. He doesn't have many wants and needs, but he fucking loves sweets. He loves food. <laughs> He's a Hufflepuff. Okay. Yep. Sure. And that's miraculous. Sorted. In, in general, are babies Hufflepuff? That's what take all babies are Hufflepuff. All babies are Hufflepuff. And all, all five-year-olds but are all, to- all, all babies are Hufflepuff and all toddlers are Slytherin. As you grow up, you go through the four houses. I just realized that the way I end off the episodes is inspired by Leroy Jenkins. And that's Miraculous Sorted. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> We've actually got quite a few things to talk about, though. Oh, yeah. So, Let's talk about some things. We've been busy. Yeah. We've been like super busy. What have we been doing, Alex? Well, what have, yeah, what have we been doing? Well, our last episode, as you're probably aware, we had a guest, which was super cool because the... It's the Pocket Podcast Network Guest Month. Which was super, super fun, which meant that we were also guests on another podcast. We were guests on Steampunks, and we went on their show and sorted a bunch of cool steam ladies. Yep. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was super fun. Yeah. Go listen to us sort steam ladies. <laughs> If you want to know what house Ada Lovelace is in, go go check that out because it's yeah. super cool and it was super super fun and they're a good show. You were on a show as well. Yeah. So the reason, part of the reason we were talking about Miraculous this week, because you remember our good friend Tana who came and sort of glee with us. I went over to their show this week. Mm-hmm. They do a show. They do a show as we talked about at the time. Not if I reboot you first. Where I went and ranted about all the problems with Miraculous and how I want to fix them. So if you want to hear me ranting more about this stupid, garbage, terrible show that I love so much, <laughs> head on over to Not If I Reboot You First. Which is super fun. We'll have links for all of those other shows in the podcast description. It's going to be a big old description. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can check out other cool shows on the network, such as Steampunks and a new show. Oh, yeah, there's a new show that... Is there an episode up yet? I don't know. Hopefully there will be an episode up by the time that this episode goes live. But if not, keep an eye out because I'm very excited for what this podcast is Cold Classics have at least got their social media set up so you can go and follow them on Twitter. Cold Classics, a new podcast. About horse movies? They're going to make bad horse movies. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know quite what it means. I don't know many horse movies. It's a genre all of its own. Thank you to Matt Majakamo of the Wampum Willows for our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with any of our sorting or any of the bullshit that we've said today on our show, uh, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Also come and check out me out at CodenameJD on AO3 for my bullshit miraculous fanfiction. <laughs> I'm not giving out my fanfiction <laughs> info, thank you. Your fanfiction is not relevant it's right now. It's not. Nope. Your fanfiction's good. It makes me happy. It makes me happy, because the show doesn't want to. <laughs> you can also tweet at us your favorite concepts of the universe, <laughs> such as creation, destruction, or your favorite animals that could be powers. Tweeted us what you would be if you were a Kiwami. Tweeted us what you would eat if you were a Kiwami, and we'll sort that. You need what you would eat, what power you would have slash grant, and what animal you would be. We never talked about what animals would be. I'd be a rhino. Doi. Cat's already taken. As is bee. A hedgehog. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. 
Hey, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Steampunks, Steampunks, a podcast about badass women in the history of steam. Steam? So like old trains and boats and stuff? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Steam stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Oh, like how Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer, like, ever? Exactly. Awesome. I want to learn more about Steampunks. And you will. And so will anybody who tunes in every other Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Join me and Emily on Steampunks every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. Me!